0: This is The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze.
1: Thank you so much for joining The Sue Freeze Show, and I'm so happy to be with you today. And uh, every day is a new day, isn't it? And today is the first day of the rest of your life. Now, I know we've heard this before. The thing is, is I just came back from... Uh, La Quinta in Palm Springs. And I was there for a Harrison event. And it's the Dr. Increase event. And uh, some of you have heard me talk about this before. And this might be new to you. But you could look up Dr. Increase and you could find out what I'm talking about. Anyway, he has two main uh, conferences. One is in La Quinta Palm Springs locally here in California and then he has one in palms uh, excuse me in Hawaii and uh, every year normally it's at a different island so you get to experience different islands and gee oh what a shame I have to go to Hawaii to go to this conference? Oh, darn. Anyway, um, I've been going to the seminars since my son was, I think, five. He's 39 at the moment. So that's a long time. I did take a break because things in my life just changed so drastically that I needed to, you know, just focus on some other things and get things um, a little more balanced. And so I've been back for, oh, I don't know, um, five I think five years now. And it's just been so wonderful to reconnect with people, those of you that have disconnected and need to reconnect. It's a wonderful thing to do. Don't hold off. Don't stop. Don't wait because tomorrow might not come. You know, Uh, today is the first day of the rest of your life, which was something that was brought up during this conference. And basically, it was about a 54-year-old man that I knew who was one of the keynote speakers at this event numerous times. And he went home way too early, you know, because he was walking down the hallway of their business. He works with many, but he worked with his daughter. And his daughter is the one that presented this weekend um, about perspectives and understanding that, you know, time is so valuable, and it's not promised to any one of us. And so Uh, They had just had a short conversation in the corridor of their business, and all of a sudden he's walking down the aisle, and she's thinking, oh, it's just one of more, many, many, many more uh, conversations to be had for him to drop down on the floor and die. And she, at 54, she's like, what what just happened? I mean, that was it. And uh, so many times things like this happen, and we don't get that second chance, third chance, or oh, we've got to get together someday. Well, that someday doesn't happen. So the, the recognizing that, that today is the first day of the rest of our lives, it's take captive or hold on to the moment, the present, be in the present. And I'm not the best at this. I'm working on this, very strongly working on this. The Lord is uh, just really putting an impression on me how important our relationships are. And one thing else she did, she did a lot of things, and there was many speakers. It's a wonderful event. I highly recommend it. Anyway, uh, one of the things that she said was, I'm going to give you two minutes, and I want you to write down everything that you want, and you, can, you will get everything you write down. You have two minutes to write down everything you want. Go. And then everybody started just write, 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 write. And within a minute, she says, stop. And she says, we always think we have more time than we have. And we only had one minute, even though we thought we had two, we only had one. And there's a message in that, isn't there? Another message is when I was coming into the, um, the parking structure of KKLA, the station where I record and have wonderful uh, people supporting me, and I, I was driving in, and I'm looking at the, the – uh, there's more spaces open than there ever was. You know, COVID has caused a lot of people to work from home. There's positives and negatives to that. For me, it's great. I can find a parking space, right? Uh, anyway, so I'm looking for a parking space, and, and they were all taken on this one aisle where I'm used to I, – I like to park. But I'm always wanting to be on the end. I like end spots because less people will ding you on your doors if you have an end spot because you can move over closer to the side that doesn't have a car on that side. You get my drift anyway um, how many of us will find a space and because we don't know what's on the other side we just take that space even if it's really close and our doors are gonna get dinged we take it because we don't know what's on the other side or we just don't want to take that extra moment or we're just not sure so instead of taking the risk of going past that open spot we take it well look I was tempted today to take that spot and then I said, no, I'm going to drive around to the other side and see if there's something there. And guess what? The space I wanted was there. And this is two weeks in a row I had the space that I wanted. It doesn't have my name on it. Maybe in t- inside my mind it has my name on it. But it really doesn't have my name on it. And, and, and I go, gosh, there's a lesson in that, isn't there? The, what is the lesson? The lesson is sometimes we, we, we take what we can get instead of what we could have. Right, we, we take what we have, right, what we can get right here because that spot's open. But if we waited just a little longer, if we hung in there just a little longer, what would be on the other side? And that's a message for someone out there. I don't know who. You know who it is. And you're going, oh, my gosh, that's so right. I'm not just going to take this. I'm going to wait. Because patience is a virtue. And patience sometimes is what we need to do to wait for the absolute right, whatever it is we want. Right. Okay. So there's the message. And that wasn't even part of this. But you know, the Lord just implanted that in me today. When I was going in the park, I thought I have to remember that story. I have to remember that lesson because I think it's a good one. So there you go. There's lesson number one, or two, or three, whatever. Okay, so the the question today is, how do you want to know how to keep your spiritual tank full? And the reason this is so important is I thought, I thought I was doing okay in this department. Okay. Um, There's different legs on the stool that makes it balanced and sometimes I talk about spokes and I have five spokes and sometimes it's a stool where there's three spokes I mean three legs to find balance in our lives and there was a gentleman that got up there and he said you know there's a lot of rich people out there but if I have a choice of being rich or wealthy which one do you think I'd choose and he he defined rich as having money because usually people when you say something like that they say oh they have a lot of money But then he said, you know what? I know a lot of unhappy rich people. And then he said, I much prefer being wealthy because wealthy is well-rounded quality of life. It's having all of the pegs or all of the spokes running to make a balanced life. Which ones would you prefer? Okay, we are so diligent, not all of us, but some of us are just trying to make that income, you know, just making more money, making more money at the sacrifice of other things that are of equal or more importance than our finances. And one of those for me, when I was writing down really fast, was my relationships, my family, my relationships, my family. And what has suffered for me is not having enough time to vest and be present with those that I love. And me knowing that at my 60-odd years of life is that I am making such a conscious effort to carve out that time because we only have so much of it. You know, I, I don't know, is that a, a, a new understanding? Is we only have 24 hours in the day. We cannot make it 25 or 24.1. We have 24 hours in a day, and some of that is carved out for sleep, I hope, because we need sleep. The only way we can function is by taking care of our own bodies. We have to eat right, we have to sleep right, we have to listen right. We need to do those things because we can't help someone else if we don't first take care of ourselves. That's a lesson for some of you out there. It's a lesson for me. Sometimes I just keep running and running and running. So I'm so ragged and I'm so exhausted that my brain is not even functioning at full capacity. Do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, I'm going, 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 going. And you might be going, going, going too. You're listening to the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word dot com. I say that in my sleep. It's kind of funny, but not really. But anyway, I would love to connect with you. Connecting is what it's about. It's relationships. It's connecting. It's relationships. Having the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection is what the Sue Free Show is all about. And every week I come in here with a new message. I come up here with a new lesson. And this journey that we are on, this life that we are walking, running, living, it's so important that we take note. Of what's happening inside of us? Our emotions. What is happening inside of us? Another thing that was mentioned on this sh- on this on this weekend. I'm not even getting into this message. I got to get going. Um, is is our glasses like having a perspective? You know, we see through a certain lens. Each one of us has a certain lens, and we think our lens is right. And she put on glasses, and she said, "I was born with these glasses. I've only had these glasses on. I don't even know I'm wearing glasses, and they're orange." The tint is orange. So she had a gentleman stand up that was in a white shirt. And she goes, you know, I really like your orange shirt. And everybody in the audience is going, his shirt's not orange. It's white. How come she can't see that the shirt is white? Because her glasses, her perception, her belief system is orange. And the message here is we all have this. We all have our glasses on. We have our perceptions that we think are totally right. And how many times have you been in a conversation where you know you're right, and the other person is so, so convinced that they are right? And from their perspective, they are, because maybe they're orange glasses, and maybe yours are green. Maybe they're clear. Who knows? So what we need to do, according to this person, is is that understand that this is a concept That once we understand it, then we have to to think, well, gosh, maybe there is a different perspective. Maybe there is a different color of lens. Maybe there is another way of thinking or looking at the situation. And if there is, could this be a wonderful place we live in? Wow. What a concept. What a concept. So do you believe your spiritual tank is full? Or if you gave it a number, is it at a one? Is it at a five? Or is it at a ten full? One empty, ten full. Where are you? In your spiritual tank. So number one, here are nine ways that you can keep your spiritual tank full. Are you ready? Are you ready with pen and paper? Are you typing this in? Uh, you know what's nice about this radio show and podcast? You can go to the Sue Free show and you can download it. You can listen. Listen to it, you can uh, rewind, <laughs> rewind. You can stop it, pause it and restart it and you can get all of this information and I think it's awesome that we are able to do that in this this day and age because there was a time when I was a lot younger where I was writing so fast and no matter. I kept wishing I knew shorthand. Is that even available anymore? But I, I wished I knew shorthand so that I could get everything that I, I heard. I wanted to repeat it, I wanted to read it later and I wanted to learn it. I wanted to get it inside of me. And uh, now it's so great that you can just push this pause and start and and listen at your leisure and get what you want. So number one, are you ready? Determine it is your responsibility to refill your tank and keep it full. So first we have to know where our tank is, okay? You have to do an assessment of you spiritually. And this is also uh, pertinent to your finances, right? Your physical being, your emotional state, These are all areas in your relational state, okay? You can take a uh, tank full, tank half full, tank empty. It's kind of like the water glass, half full, half empty. But it's a little more reality check, okay? Because you have to look at yourself realistically and say, where am I really? Not what am I trying to make everybody else think I am or whatever, putting on that fake facade that we shouldn't do but, you know, we do. Um, but actually take in an account of ourselves, where we are right now. Because the only way you can get to, from point A is point B, thank you Jesus for this, is to know where point A is. Where are you right now? When you're at Disneyland and you're trying to figure out where Tomorrowland is, if that still exists. But if you're trying to find out where Tomorrowland, you have to know where you are and you look at that map, same with the shopping, I guess if you're at the mall, you always have to look for, you are here, in order to know How to get from you are here to I want to be there. You have to know where you are here. Here is, right? So that was really good. Thank you. I just got that visual. So there is no better time to take action than right now because today is the first day of your rest of your life and you only have right now. (laughs) Serious stuff. Your spiritual health may be impacted by others, but you are in charge and responsible for restoring and securing its well-being claim this responsibility and you will have a better chance of successfully dealing with it. Claim this responsibility. It is yours. Own it. You know, it's nobody else's fault where you are. It's, it's up to you to decide that it is your own responsibility. Own it and then deal with it. Number two, right now, set a time for daily scripture reading. Pick a specific time that won't interfere with other things and keep it as an un changeable priority. How how many of you know that if you really want something to happen, you've got to be diligent, you've got to be intentional, and you've got to make the time because we can't make more hours in the day, we just have to make the, the hours in the day count. So make it a priority. Stick it in your calendar, put it in your phone, have an alert. Oh, it's time. And you can even have a timer on there. It's really great. But daily scripture reading is life changing. It really is. And I don't know about you, but, you know, I want the best life. I want to live a wealthy life. I want to have the best life that God intended for me to have because he created us. And sometimes I know for me, and this could be for you too, we get in our own way. Our choices in our lives are maybe our glasses, our, our perception, Um, is in our way. Maybe our belief system is causing us to react, respond a certain way. And maybe if we could just take an assessment and really be honest about it, it could change us to where we could be better people. Do you want to be a better person? Hmm. I know for me, um, yes, I want to be a better person. And I think there's always room for improvement. That's just part of my My innermost being is that there's no matter how well I do, there's always better to do. So I don't know about you, but that's just me. I'm just saying. Number three, when reading, always ask yourself what you have learned. It could be a simple fact or a spiritual insight into your life or situation. Whatever it is, don't forget to write it down. It's funny because this morning I just found my notepad that I had purchased that has 17 months of calendars. And I looked in it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, where is three months gone? I really had a good intention of every day just a little bit about what happened that day because we forget. We forget what lessons we've learned. We forget what we did yesterday. For me, I'm just like, okay, what did I do last week?" I don't even remember. So it's really good to write this stuff down because there's things that happen that um, trigger certain things. And as we pay attention and assess, it's going to really open up our eyes to possibilities, and we have to really – um, do that gauge, that tank on where we are and how did, why did we respond the way we responded and what was happening? What was, what were we feeling during that moment of, of knee-jerk reaction or just what just happened in that situation? Okay. What was I feeling? What was I thinking? And then check it against our glasses, our perception and see where it goes. Number four, set a daily time to pray for 10 minutes, 10 minutes, Okay, you guys, can we do this for 10 minutes? Come on, let's make a commitment together. I can do this. I can pray for 10 minutes. Now, 10 minutes doesn't seem like a very long time, but I have to tell you there's times where I I have trouble praying for 10 minutes. I'm just being honest with you. It's you build up to it. But we have to have the goal in mind in order for us to reach that. We have to know what our goal is. You are here. We want to get there. Again. All right, make a list of people and things to pray for, and you may find that 10 minutes is not long enough. Pray early as it will bless and strengthen your day. That's so perfect, too. Oh, boy, five minutes left. Set a weekly time to listen to the church webcast, YouTube channel, or read its blogs. Six, call another Christian and chat with them. So many times I'm texting and not calling. I'm just being real. And I find that when I have those conversations, those real work, you can hear the voices. And sometimes words can be misunderstood when you type them in a text. I don't know Have any of you found that to be true. And, and when you talk, it's like immediately you can correct it. You hear the tone. You might not have a period or a comma that's missed, but you hear it in, in the words that you speak. And it's just different. So I'm just saying it's better to make the call than to text. And I'm listening. I'm, I'm speaking to myself right now. Ugh. Ask what God is doing in their life that will help them and share what God is doing in your life. That's so intentional and that's so real and it's deep. I don't know about you, but I am so tired of surface conversations. How about you? I'm just so tired of this. Oh, hi. How are you? How are you? Oh, how's your day? Oh, yeah, it's fine. How's yours? And really, you know, what are we saying? Absolutely nothing. We're listening to da 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 OK, I want to get into the nitty gritty. I want to get into the real. How are you doing? Really? How are you really doing? Sometimes people ask me, I said, how much time do you have? You know, and I'm joking, but I'm serious because, you know, it's not a fast conversation. And sometimes people ask the question, but they really don't want to hear what you have to say. Just being honest. OK, so number seven, do something weekly in to touch another person's life. It's not that hard, and the Lord expects it. Serving others is very fulfilling. You know, what does God say? He says to put him first, right? God first. And then what does he say number two is? Number two is to love thy neighbor as thyself. Well, how do you love on someone? Everybody has different love languages. Yes, that's true. But how do you love on someone? You give them part of your time. Because it's an exchange, isn't it? Time, because that's what we have, really. It's not money. It's time. Having time with the person, which is the thing that I'm finding the most difficult at this moment. But I'm being intentional on trying to change that. I don't like the word trying. I'm going to change that. Number eight, share with someone what you learned in your daily scripture reading. It could be a simple fact or a great insight. This will give you a platform to share your faith. God will open the door at just the right time. I bet if I opened up the radio mic right now and I asked you to call in, I bet there would be callers that would have the neatest, greatest stories on where God shows up, you know, where he shows up just at the right time. And those stories I would love to hear. And since I can't right now be on the mic live, which I've done before and I will do again, but since I'm not doing that right now, All I could ask of you is to write it, you know, connect with me by going to um, Sue Fries, spelt like fries, one word dot com. Go there and share these God visiting stories. Uh, And you know what? I'd love to share them on the air. So let me know if it's okay if I do that. Okay. Uh, Number nine, ask people if you can pray for them. Simply mention that you pray each morning and and or evening and want to know if they have something you can include in your prayers. Then thank them. It will bless them and you. You know, I met this uh, gentleman and he called me and um, it was kind of an interesting um, connection. But he told me that he, he was he was the Lord impressed upon him to pray for me. And this was over a year and a half ago. And the interesting thing about, about that is he said that I was number 21 on his list. And, you know, it is the year of 21 right now. And 21 is a, a very, very special number for me that I don't really recognize too often. And uh, when he said that, I knew that, you know, it was the Lord because he said what he said. And um, I welcomed it. I do because, you know, can we get enough prayer? I don't know. It's just like hugs, you know? Can you really get enough hugs? Um, You know, so praying for somebody is very special and it causes you to get to know them uh, because you're praying for them. It's like you have an investment in them and their well being. And how wonderful to feel like somebody is invested in you and your well being. I think it's an excellent thing. And These are really good ideas, and I'm hoping that you found at least one. Now, it would be great if you did all nine, right? I mean, that would be great to do all nine. Uh, But if you didn't do all nine and you just chose one, you know, you could even tell me which one you're choosing. But all of these are very, very good to our wealthiness in our lives. Okay, so how many of you have chosen, you know, do you want to be rich or do you want to be wealthy? And how many of you know the difference based on this this, uh, message that we have today? So I just, I'm. I just wish and hope and pray that uh, you take these things and and do something with them, not just listen. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's eight seven seven three three two 332 bugs or online at termitelady.com. E. powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly.
0: E. cola 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Fries discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze.
1: Thank you so, so very much, Ecola, Eco, LA, Termite, Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. I am so grateful and so thankful. Uh, We've been on the air for 11 years now. And uh, it's, it's really interesting, because if God would have told me 15 years ago that, Sue, you're going you're gonna to be on the radio, you're going to be a, sh- a radio show host, I would have said, what? Because it wasn't in my, um, you know, my, my eyesight, it wasn't within my frame, it wasn't something that I ever thought I would be doing. And um, I, I, I have always visualized me being a keynote speaker. In fact, when I look in the moon, I see a woman with a microphone. It's not me as the woman, but I always see a woman's face. And maybe you can tell me if you see this too. I, I ask people and they don't see what I see. But that's okay. <laughs> but I see a woman with a microphone. I'm thinking, oh, is she singing? Is she whatever? And then and then I, I got this revelation that it, it was, um, she's speaking. And that's what I think that uh, the Lord is calling me to do. So being on the radio is very interesting. And I've thought about this as, you know, Lord, why did you put me on the radio uh, and not on stage? And I am doing keynote speaking now, and I'm I'm happy about that. But I think that everything happens uh, in, a, in a timely fashion. I think it happens in a special way and for a specific reason. So I always look at crisis or things that go on in my life, and maybe this will help you too. As um, preparation. It's like you have to get over this hurdle in order to get to the next hurdle. And uh, when you accomplish this one, it it, it strengthens you in your perseverance, your character, and all of those other things that come with it to where you can handle and tackle that next thing that might be a little more difficult. But because you have this hurdle handled, you've already, you know, been successful. You you pursued it, you persevered, and you made it happen. Then this next hurdle or this next um, assignment that God puts you in you're much more prepared to handle it. Does that make sense? I hope so. So with that being said, I would say that, you know, when I'm on the mic, when I'm talking to you, um, the Lord sometimes gives me a vision. It gives me a person. It could be a person behind the steering wheel. It's male, female. It could be somebody that is getting ready to end their life. It could be somebody that is crying, crying out to God. But I get this visual sometimes, and, and it's real. It's real to me, okay? And you might think this is strange a little bit. but for me it's just I get a visual. I get something happens in my heart. something happens inside of me to where I will stop what I'm talking about or I will change um, change the focus a little bit because there's somebody that I'm supposed to speak into that the Lord is using me. okay, it's not me. it's not I'm nothing special. I'm really not. It's just the Lord is using me at this moment to give someone a message. And I don't believe that coincidence um, – coincidence is when God decides to stay anonymous. But he He orchestrates things to happen. And we have to be open to that. And we have to be aware that that is happening. And sometimes it, it's the most amazing thing. It's amazing. and um, But you have to be – well, you don't have to do anything really except for die. and Yeah. Um, but – They say pay taxes, but not everybody does that either. So I would say, you know, everybody will die. Uh, I would just say that, you know, if we are desiring a relationship with our Heavenly Father, then in that desire, you should ask Him to come into your heart, your mind, your soul, your body, and ask Him to guide you, to guide you in His ways. Because we have our human nature. We have this nature that is going to cause us to do things the way we want to, because we have that human, human nature. But I, I really desire godly nature. I want to walk in his presence. I want to uh, walk in the spirit. And, and that sounds maybe a little odd to some. But for me, I feel that um, there's layers. You know, when, you know, when you go to school, you start in kindergarten, right? Right. Most of us, preschool, kindergarten, and then you progress to first grade, second grade, and all the way through. And then some of us go to college and some of us don't. And then maybe we go to, you know, be a doctor or whatever, and, and we go to more um, knowledge and education and instruction. Uh, but all of us, we're going through this thing where you, you go to different levels, you know, it's it's different levels. And I think in the spirit realm, I think the same thing happens. For me, I feel that things that I read in scripture that I have little notes by in my Bible, which I can't find right now, and I'm, I'm just asking the Lord to help me find my Bible because I really miss my Bible. But my Bible's been with me a long time, and I have little things written in the sides, and I'm not even getting to my, my um, talk for today. God sometimes does that. Um, but there's things on the side of my uh, words that are typed on a page or printed on a page and they're, they're kind of explaining of where I was when I read the scripture the last time I read it, you know, because there's lots of books in the Bible. And so it kind of gives me a, a view or a, a vision of where I was then. And then I've progressed or I've um, I've graduated from where I was to where I am now because it takes on a whole new meaning. Do, do some of you know what I'm talking about right now where – you know, oh, my gosh, you know, it's like a revelation. You have a revelation in in the word that you're reading. And it's pretty amazing when that happens because it lets you know that your spiritual walk, that you've grown, that, you know, we start with, you know, wanting the milk, and then we go to the meat, and then what kind of meat and how much meat. And, you know, we can only handle so much. And uh, it's really interesting when we get to the point where we can take on more and understand at a different level, And I want that. I don't know what you want. God knows where you're at. He knows every hair on your head. He knows every word that's going to be spoken when you are being created in your mother's womb. He knows that. I don't. But what I do know is my relationship with my Heavenly Father and how he's working with me. And I really just want to be open to whatever he is guiding me to do. And I'm asking him to guide me. I'm asking him to fill me. I'm asking him to give me that discernment. So I know, without a doubt, because somebody asked me this just the other day, is, you know, when you ask the Lord to guide you, how do you know that the answer that you're getting in your head and in your heart is really from God? Really good question. And I really, I've been thinking about that a lot. And I think that I have more discernment. Do I always follow what I think is from God? And is it always... Uh, And I say that I'm getting better at it. I'm getting better at knowing what's what. And usually there's a confirmation that comes from a different source where, oh, yep, there it was. There's a confirmation right there. And then I know that God is revealing that to me, that that is the direction in which I need to go. So the question is, how do you fill your tank, your spiritual tank? If it's not full, keeping your tank filled instead of running on empty. This is the Sue Freeze show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. And when you go there, you will get 11 years of podcasts that you can go through and figure out what you want to listen to at your leisure, which is awesome. Um, I just want to thank all the different counties and radio stations that um, are, are, are um, airing the show. We've got K Praise in San Diego. Thank you so much, San Diegans, for listening to the show. Uh, KCBQ sometimes plays my show too, so thank you so much there also. Also, we have KKLA, of course. Yay, KKLA. That's where I am in the studio right now. Then we've got. Um, Um, 98.3 FM, the word in Ventura. So thank you very much for all the Venturians that are listening. I just really appreciate you so much. And please connect with me. And then I go up even further. I go up the coast to KUHL and some other stations um, that have decided that the secular world needs to hear a Christian message. And I think it's amazing and awesome. And, uh, you know, I just feel very humbled and honored that I'm able to do this. Now, I just want you to understand that I'm not a theologian. I am a Christian woman who has gone through many fires, and the Lord has brought me through, and I just want to be of help. Um, I'm about transformation, and I've been going through this thing about just helping people be better people, um, understanding that they could accomplish more, do more, be more, but it's for the Lord. It's not for them themselves. It's it's to, to better them to be better for those that they are taking care of or, or um, leading or guiding or whatnot, whether it's in the business world, the ministry world, or so on. So when you drive, how low do you let the gas tank get before you fill it up? Have you ever run out of gas? Hmm. Even when the warning light told you that you were running on empty in this message, Pastor Rick gives us 10 reasons we run out of gas and how those reasons parallel our own lives. You'll learn how to start your day with a full tank. Watch your gauges, recognize your limits, and allow time to refuel. Find out how to keep your tank filled by giving up control, learning to trust Jesus, and starting every day topped off with the right fuel. Don't miss this final message concluding our series. All right. So number one, not start out with a full tank. Ten reasons you run out of gas. All are parallels to your life. Okay. So I love parallels. I love lessons where they parallel your life. So here, you're not starting out with a full tank of ga- gas, a, a full tank, uh, you can run out of gas sooner, right? Because you're not full, all right? So the parallel of that is, is how many of you are stepping out without prayer and things that could get you spiritually ready for your day. You know, giving thanks. If you just did that, if you are not somebody that is, you know, in the Bible it says, give thanks in all things, how many of us are? Hmm. Do we only give thanks when things are going good, or do we give thanks when things are not going well? Because we're supposed to, we're called to, as Christians, to give thanks in all things. Because even, I found this to be true, that even in the midst of troubles, there's always something we can be thankful for. Okay, um, a dinner on the table, a roof over our heads, pair of socks. Some people don't have those things. And if you have those things, how about breath? As long as we have breath, we have hope. There's people that are dying. So we all have things to be thankful for. And yes, we are all going through things too. Don't think that I don't know that. Being too busy to pause and refuel. That's another way we run out of gas. I, I, I re- resemble that remark. I just resemble that remark. I'm just saying. I'm being real with you right now. Number three, unaware of hidden leaks that are draining me. Now, that's an interesting one. We could spend a lot of time on that one. Hidden leaks, areas where we're spending our time that maybe aren't the best choice, but we do it anyway. Number four, ignoring the owner's manual and pushing my car farther than it was created to go. Okay, how many of you are running on empty? How many of you just think, oh, I can just go a little further and, oh, I can just, I can hit that next meeting. And, oh, I've got to drive where? Oh, I've got 10 minutes. Oh, it's going to take 15 to get there. Stress, stress, stress. Yes, 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 I know. All of these things are are saying no or saying yes. How many of you are yesers and you need to learn how to say no? I was that when I was a small, mom, uh, small kid's mom. Um, I wanted to be involved in everything, and I just thought I could do it all. You know, I'm just a bionic mom. I'll just master all of this. I can do it all. Of course I can. So I was, you know, ahead head of the PTA, let's say, or I was a class mom, or, you know, this, that, whatever. You know, you can't, you can't do it all. News flash. You just can't do it all and do it well. So pick Pick the most important things. Think about your goals. Think about where you are. I am here. I want to be there. What is most important? Is it how many cupcakes you bake? Is it how many books you sell? Is it, you know, what is it? Uh, Or is it how many relationships have you created that are real relationships? How many friends do you have? I mean, real friends, okay? Define friends. But how many friends do you have that would drop everything if you needed something, Wow, got really quiet. <laughs> you're thinking, aren't you? Yeah, because it's important. And I've heard professionals say if you have 5 friends at the end of your life, if you have 5 true friends, 6 true friends that you can really call upon at any given time and you know they would drop everything to help you, then you're you're a very wealthy person. I find that really amazing. Number 5. Hurry. The faster I drive, the faster I run out of gas. How many of you are going at full speed? How many are going at full speed for a very long period of time? How many know that when you do that for any length of time, that you're going to run out of gas? Faster. Okay. Something to be said about that turtle that's running that race. Yeah, that's not me. I get it. We need to take time to rest to regroup. We need to take time to get away for a weekend and just experience being, not always doing. I'm a doer. Oh my gosh. I'm a doer. Just get her done. Just get her done. But sometimes we need to just be, be still and know that I am God. Whew, boy. Six, being distracted and not watching my gauges or not believing them. Okay. Not believing them. You know, things are happening. You're not feeling well. You're feeling run down, but yet you just keep going. You keep pushing. You keep pushing on, right? What happens when we do that? It's not good. Number seven, being overloaded. The more I carry, the sooner I run out of gas, lying to myself, I can handle this. I can handle this. No problem. I'm strong. I can make this happen. I can do it. I can do it. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Yes, yeah, you probably can. At what expense? You know, what do, what are we what are we dropping along the way? What what is what are we missing along the way? The rainbow? The child that you can see that's sitting in the corner, that you can tell that they're sad but you're too busy to stop? The woman that's at the grocery store and she's digging in her pockets to try to find enough money to pay for the food, the little bit of food that she has on her uh, on, on the, what do you call that thing? A shopping shopping cart or on the, on the belt. Are we just too busy to notice? Yeah. Number eight, pressure to do it now. Rapid acceleration waste gas. So many times I want to get her done, and I want to do it now. And I've found, maybe you have too, That sometimes I was so quick to try to fix the problem or to get it done that if I would have waited and assessed just a little longer, that it would have had a better result, that I would have accomplished a better goal. How many of you? Can you think of a time when? I can. Number nine, pride. Assuming the limits of my tank don't apply to me. (laughs) Okay, I resemble that. Yeah. Assuming the limits of my tank don't apply to me. So I just kind of don't listen, don't look, don't feel. I just keep going because I think I have to. I have to get this done. I have to get it done now. This can't wait till tomorrow. I've got to do it now. I'm sorry, could you do that for me, please? Because i got to do this. Yeah, number 10, no margin, not allowing for time to fill up. Listen, people. Listen, we all need days to recoup. We need days of just being. And I'm talking to you and I'm talking to me because I need this. I don't do it much because I am i feel like I just have so much on my plate. Well, whose fault is that? It's mine. It's my responsibility to assess and, and reassess and figure out what I need to do and what, what somebody else might be able to do and timeframes, you know, figuring all that out. So how to keep your tank filled? Jesus said, if you are tired from carrying heavy burdens, come to me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in spirit for you will find rest for your soul. For the yoke I share with you is easy to wear and the load is light. Do you wanna know where that is so you can refer back to it? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So it's New Testament. And it's uh, Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28-30. So number one, get fed up with how I've been living. If you are tired from carrying heavy burdens, Matthew 8, 11, 28, action plan until you are willing to come to terms that you need to change your life, you won't change your life. Think through or write down everything you are sick and tired of in your life. Share your list with someone, someone that you trust, and ask them to keep you accountable in that area or areas. Number two, come to Jesus. Come to me and I will give you rest, Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28b. He gives power to those who are tired and worn out. He offers strength to the weak. Those who wait on the Lord will find new strength. That's Isaiah forty twenty nine through 31. Action plan, using the list you made in number one, write down a prayer for each item on your list. Each day, ask Jesus for help for each item. Number three, give up control. Oh, yeah, did I say that? Yes, give up control. Take my yoke upon you, Matthew 29a. The purpose of a yoke is to share and lighten the load. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Pile your troubles on God's shoulders. He'll carry your load and help you out, Psalm 5522. When I'm yoked with Jesus, we move together in the same direction and at the same pace. Since we live by the spirit let us keep in step with the spirit Galatians 5:25 our lives get in step with God by letting him set the pace i know i think i'm supposed to set the pace i'm running this race no we need to ask the lord to set the pace and we need to run or walk and not grow weary but at his pace. That's so good. Romans 3.28. Four, learn to trust. How many of us have a difficult time in this area because we've trusted in the past and it hasn't worked out very well? Yeah, me too. I have trouble in this area. I trust the Lord with all my heart, my soul, my mind, my body. I trust the Lord and he gives me strength. But he's telling us to learn to trust people. Learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. So he's saying to trust him. But we're also cause, called to trust people. Gentle and humble antidotes to two causes of stress. Aggression, we don't wait, pause, or consider. And number two, arrogance. We try to control everything. I have learned that when I try to control, it's because I'm out of control. It's because I don't know what else to do. And it's when I feel like I have to control that I have to let go. This is lessons I've learned. This is not in my words here. This is from Freeze, Is that My own lesson is, is that when I feel that I have to control a situation, it's because I'm out of control and that I need to let go. Because we can only change us. We can't change another person. And you can't control another person. We can't. I've tried. Believe me and it just doesn't work. But we can work on us. We, we need, it's our responsibility. It's our responsibility to work on us. Since the Lord is directing our steps, why try to understand everything that happens along the way? When I am ready to give up, he knows what I should do. He does. He really does. Start every day by filling my tank Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God, and you will begin to sense his grace. How many of you want to feel that sense of grace? We all need it, and our his grace is sufficient for us. He forgives. So why aren't we forgiving? If he forgives, why are we not forgiving? Action plan. Rewatch the message, starting your day right. Use it to help you get started on the habit of a daily quiet time with God. Number six, stay connected to church family. Let us not give up the habit of meeting together as some are doing. Instead, let us encourage one another all the more. The church is Christ's body and it is filled with Christ who completely fills everything else. Ephesians 1.23. Listen, there's a lot been said here. Take what you want, leave the rest. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. until next week. God bless you. Bye for now.
0: Ah. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. termite and pest control services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects.